the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Oughta Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to the You Ought to Know show. FM 961-1170, The Answer. This hour is brought to you by the good folks at Southwest Point of Sale. Uh, if you're having trouble hanging on to cashiers, well, let me tell you what. Southwest Point of Sale can definitely take care of that problem for you. No problem. It is self-checkout. All the big boys use it, and uh, Southwest can definitely come out to your location, take a look. If it turns out it's exactly what you're looking for, bingo, you'll be all set up. That's call them at 800-540-2149. Probably the best news is you get seven-day-a-week, 24-hour-a-day service. If you're open, they're open. 800-540-2149. Tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ. Also, a big shout-out San Diego Propane. If you live out in East County, that's a total plus. ST-Propane.com, 619-460-1705. They'll take care of your propane. It is family-owned and operated. You get the best prices in town, and they're local. So that's the best. Hot Rods and Custom Stuff, 2324 Auto Parkway in Escondido. Go to HotRodsCustomStuff.com for all your hot rod needs, whether you're buying it, servicing it, or selling it. 760-745-1170. All right, have I got an interview for you now? I uh, I got a digital vehicle title. In other words, you won't have a pink slip anymore. Everything will be, I guess, in the cloud. I don't know. So, I talked to Nathan Hetch. He's the founder, CEO. Because I just told me you're going to have to convince me. So here it is. All right, folks. Well, hey, you know we keep getting newer, newer, and better technology. And have I got one for you? I've got Nathan Hetch. He is the founder and CEO of Cario, and he's going to talk to us about digitizing vehicle titles for your vehicle. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So, not being a skeptic, but you know as well as I do, anytime something goes online, there's chances of people, you know, taking taking information. How has Cario protected the consumer uh, once their information does go digitally? Um, a great way to open the conversation. So let's go one step back, if we can, to talk about the paper title as it is today. Okay. Paper title that proves your vehicle ownership is very easy to be duplicated, um, uh, misappropriated, stolen, etc. because at the end of the day, it's a piece of paper. And when you to transfer ownership with that piece of paper, really all you need is a signature on the back of it, the buyer and the seller. So the existing paper system today is ripe with fraud in every state across the U.S. When you move something like that to uh, a distributed ledger in particular, and you digitize that title from the very moment that the vehicle is born all the way through to when the vehicle is ultimately salvaged, the ledger is, is digitally documenting every movement of that transaction, who moved it, who bought it, who sold it, which DMV it was registered in, and so on and so forth, all in a way that is effectively immutable and cannot be tarnished with. So one of the great things of what we're doing with titles is exactly to your question, 
how do you prevent fraud? This is probably the best way to prevent fraud. Think about a check, right? A check, you can write it out. Anybody can write it. Anybody can sign it. It can get stolen in the mail, lost in the mail, and so on. Very easy to, to, you know, to duplicate or steal. But when it's digital, it's much harder. Yeah, because you've got, you've got ways, you know, with either passcodes or something to that effect to keep it away from the bad guys. Sure. Um, it starts with verifying the individual, and there are certain standards today, uh, not to bore your listeners with all the different acronyms, but there are standards today for verifying and identifying an individual digitally. Today, you can go onto the IRS's website. And through facial recognition and other systems, you're digitally um, uh, verified. And then, so we do all of that, of course. And then we associate that person with the digital title. The two of them work hand in hand. Um, it is virtual. I, I would never say impossible, right. but it is very, very hard to crack. Right. And, and like you said, I mean, we have found by getting away from paper, which is very easy to duplicate, forge, fake. I mean, there's a million ways to do it. We never think about it, but unfortunately, the crooks do. So this is just another form of protection for the consumer. And how is this, or how are you going, are you integrating this into DMV as well as dealerships when they're processing purchases of cars, motorcycles, things like that? Exactly correct. So anything that has a title, uh, any vehicle type that has a title from a, you know, a, a heavy truck all the way through to motorcycles, uh, ATVs and everything in between, um, the, the, the vision is to replace the piece of paper with something digital. And it's not only about, you know, protecting fraud um, and some of the, those are what we consider ancillary advantages. The underlying um, advantage and use case for this is it just makes the entire process of transferring ownership of something that's extremely important to us, maybe the second most important thing after your home, um, it, it efficient, fast, um, uh, and, and, and every, every advantage that that brings with it. If you think about the process today when you buy and sell a car with a stranger on eBay, or you even buy a sell a car at a dealership, it can take weeks until transfer of ownership with the piece of paper is completed. Half the time there's a lien on the title and the lender needs to remove the lien. Half the time you're selling a car that mom left you or you got divorced and you're selling a car that you got. Where is the title? Um, so you need to find it. Then you need to give it in person or mail it to the person that you're selling the vehicle to. Then that person needs to take that piece of paper and wait online at the DMV. You're talking about a process that today takes anywhere from hours to literally weeks, four yeah. to six weeks. And the process is in limbo during that time period. Like you never really know, do I own this car? I can't register the car. Where is the title? If I wanted to sell it before I got the title, I'm unable to do that because I don't even have the title that I bought it and so on and so forth. But when that happens instantly and digitally, it just makes it for an incredibly seamless, efficient transaction. Right. And, you know, in California, I'm not sure about the rest of the states, but you can the it, it, the smogging the vehicle is on the seller's responsibility, right. and I I can see where this type of documentation, if that car has not been smogged, you'll know it instantly. It won't be you'll have to wait two weeks for DMV to come out and say ah. we have no record. You're you're exactly correct uh, about California. It's, it's really interesting that you brought that up because once you think about the title now being something digital and being able to be transferred instantly from one person to another, brought into the, you know, sent to the DMV for, for registration and so on. There's so many things I can do with the title. Like you just said, I no longer now need to wait for the, wait for the smog report for a couple of weeks. We just attach that to the digital record. Or imagine another, another thing. Let's say you want to get, a, you need an emergency loan tomorrow um, and you have a car. It's worth $20,000. It's, today, it's a process for getting a loan on a car that you own or a car that you inherited and so on and so forth. You've got to go into your local credit union. You've got to go to your local bank. Now, you know, theoretically down the road, you upload it to Bank of America. That's your proof of ownership. They take a lien against it on the spot. Everything done digitally, transfer the money straight into your bank account. You pay it back, they release the lien. It be, once you digitize this record, uh, it opens up for so many more possibilities. 
Okay, so let me throw another one at you. I get pulled over. What's the first thing I have to show the police officer? My License and registration. Exactly. How do I accomplish that if I don't have a paper registration in the glove box? G- great question. So a couple things. First of all, just because your title is digital doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have a piece of paper if you want. That's gotcha. number one. Number two, um, let's separate title from registration. We envision that many states will digitize registration through our platform as well. So you will simply open up your phone, go to your digital wallet, go to your email, open up your photos, and you'll have a picture of it with a QR code that verifies it. Um, So any of those things can happen. You can have a copy of it in a piece of paper, or you can have a digital record on your phone. It's super easy for us to imagine in the next five years, you get pulled over on the freeway, Cop pulls you over. You, you pull out your phone. You swipe left a couple times. Yep, here's my driver's license. That's digital. Swipe left twice more. Here's my registration and my insurance. In fact, I live in New York. My insurance carrier is Allstate. I don't even get insurance cards from Allstate anymore. Today, that's already digitized. In New York, when you get pulled over, you need to show driver's license, registration, and proof of insurance. I don't have an insurance card. It's all digital. And I got a feeling that once this process, you know, moves down the road because right now if i get pulled over and i'm a felon or i have outstanding warrants it's going to come up on the police officer's uh, scan computer when he's running my vin or my not my vin but my my driver's license and i can see this system being part of you know the process and it's just a matter of getting i mean you dmv's got everything else and and they've got our registration to us. Yeah, I mean, so all it would be very easy to upload that to the police police uh, department system. And again, because we're really going paperless. You know it. I know it. You know, it's just a matter of time. And then, you know, the kids down the road, you know, they're not even going to know what it is. And it's funny you should mention. I happen to be some kind of a nut, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ten insurance cards for ten cars that I own. Okay, you know what a pain in the you know what it is to separate them. They send them to me every six months. It is a pain in the neck. Then I once I've got them separated, now I got to walk out, put them in each one of the glove box. May not sound like a big deal, but it is a pain. So that was one of the reasons I took this interview. Because if you can eliminate the piles of paper on my desk, I'm right there with you, brother. We will eliminate the piles of paper that are associated with your vehicle. It starts right now for us with ownership of the vehicle so you can freely buy, sell, and register your vehicles and get access to that money quicker. And everything else that is attached to the ownership of the vehicle over time, we will digitize as well. In fact... In many of the states that we are now working with, the DMVs in those states, the the second question after the first demonstration is, okay, amazing for titles. Can you attach registration to this? Um, You know, can you attach driver's license to this? And so on and so forth. So, yes, over time. And we envision this to be, you know, a multi-year process. We'll start to integrate with DMVs in, you know, in, in, in the next, you know, six to 12 to 18 months, and then it'll roll out, you know, over years, five, six, seven years until, the, you know, all 51 DMVs in the U.S. District of Columbia has a DMV, uh, right. so it's 51, uh, you know, are, are all on the same standard. Sounds great. Hey, if people want to find out more about what we're talking about, do you have a website for Q&A and frequently asked questions? Yes. The website is cario.com, C-A-R-I-O.com. Uh, there's some basic information on the website. You can also reach out to us. There's a few ways to contact us off of that website, um, you know, w- w- with whatever questions. If you're a large dealer group, if you're an individual consumer, if you work for state government, if you're an investor, uh, you know, if you have other technology company that you're, you know, you're working on things that, that may benefit us and vice versa, we'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, hey, stay in touch. Talk to Aaron. Anywhere down the road, if you come up with new technology, new information for the general public, I'm more than happy to uh, put you on. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. You too. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. 
All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to the You Ought to Know Show. All right, Brendan and I had a conversation about this. And, and, and Kristen, are you on the line? Yes. Did you? I am. Have you? I did an interview. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to any of it, but this interview is about digitizing your vehicle titles and, and all that stuff to where you won't have a pink slip anymore. How comfortable are you with that? Not so much. Yeah. And I, so I, and I, you know, you typical, I, so the PR lady, I says, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll have this guy on. If he can guarantee me 100%, I won't be hacked. He goes, absolutely. Of course, he wouldn't fess up, but it was an interesting interview. So if it went a little late, sorry. This is no, it's all good. I, you know, yeah, I mean, that's that's the issue, right? Is is it? You know, could it be? Is it going to be hacked? I mean, is it the future? It is it the future? Probably so. I mean, why would you? But one, DMV is not going to let that happen. If they lose all their paper pushers that are doing, you know, registrations and they're oh no 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 no, if it all goes digital, you'll lose a lot of employees that way. So I. I don't know, but it's probably going to be the future, just like full-time electric cars. I mean, well, I mean, how many times do we say like, well, okay, let let's back up for a minute. Um, do you remember a few years ago when there was a um, um, Hyundai? I don't. I'm trying to remember the auto show where they revealed it. Remember. So when they said that, like, your whole owner's manual was going to be, like, done via the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How's that I don't working? think that's actually happened, has it? <laughs> I was going to say, how's that working? Because I just went yeah. into the glove box of a 2023 vehicle I'm driving right now, and I needed to look look up something. Right. Well, so, I think that yeah, I mean, some, of them, some of them have put the owner's manual in the dash of the car. You know, whereas you can go on information and it'll give you the the the, the book, but not right. not not to the amount that I thought of. Anyway, I digress. What are you driving? Uh, so you know, I think we're going to do what two spots? Yep, this, you're getting uh, two because so. Brent Brian is out hobnobbing. You know? Yeah, <laughs> nice. He's hobnobbing. Well, let's talk about the, the the Sorento since we were just kind of talking about Kia and their technology. And I just uh, had the Sorento, so it's it's a perfect it's a yeah it's a perfect uh, combo. By the way, uh, Brittany Sandoval's in the house. I don't know if she's going to talk or not, but I, I mean, she just came early. She <laughs> does the motorsport show, but she's a real car person as well. As long as it's, and a fan she's here for the and she loves your she loves your interviews. By the way, she really does. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, so. she, she's here to keep us in check. She's she's gonna uh, make us accountable and make sure you know that we uh, we say the right stuff, right? Well, she is a school teacher, so take that <laughs> into consideration. That drives a uh, twelve hundred Kawasaki Jixer uh, race car out of Barona Speedway. So, yeah, good thing your kids aren't here. She'd have your kids at the track so fast your head would swim. That's awesome. You know what, though? I would not recommend the Sorento for the track. No, <laughs> probably not. So, which now, which one did you get? Did, did you get the PHEV, or did you get just the normal? No, I had the normal. I had the X-Line. Um, so did I, yes. And, yeah, and so, yeah, um, I don't think I've had the Sorento PHEV yet. Um, it's, you know... It's a great SUV that has so many options. One of those, you know, with like five trim levels and all these options and plus the hybrid, mm-hmm. which gets, you know, 37 miles per gallon combined. So there's so many um, uh, options for everybody, you know, depending on how you're going to use it and what you need it for. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. This is, you know, the second or third time now that I've had the X-Line, which they refer to as an off-road tuned version. I- I'm still not sure I get that. Like, I know that I think they've done a, like a media trip where they actually did do some some light off-roading or something mm-hmm. i just don't see people buying it for that no um i'd be curious as to what the uptake for this model is yeah people using it for that purpose you know i think it's a bonus cool. I, I think it's just a yeah. a minor selling tool you know like if you live out in the country and you live back on property and you have to drive a dirt road or something but yeah yeah you're definitely not gonna go Definitely not going to go hardcore off-roading, that's for sure. No, and, and I like the trim, right? Like, I like that it's got a, a, a turbo 2.54 cylinder, um, you know, 281 horsepower, 311 uh, pound-feet of torque. Mm-hmm. I like that um, 
um, the the second row's captain chairs. They they slide forward for easy access. There's so many things that I like that you know come on this trim that you can get on other trims as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that. I think if anybody came to me and was like, hey, do I need the X-Line? My answer would probably be no, as far as need, right? Um, do you want it? Does it have things that, that might, you know, maybe the appearance package or something appeal to you? Maybe, yeah. Um, you know, this was priced at 46190 mm-hmm. And so I could see people slotting in maybe a little lower. Now, this was like the uh, – I'm looking for the Monroney because – can't read my own notes. It, this was the Exxon SX Prestige, so that's the top of the line. So, right. You know that that's where the price tag starts getting getting pretty steep as well. Oh, yeah. Um. So you know it's it, this this thing has all the bells and whistles and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm just saying I think that the Sorrento has a great place in the market. Um. I know they're like super popular, and I like the the fact that they've kind of have this refined boldness theme going on. I mm. like the look of it. Um, it's got a compact third row. So, you know, again, one of those for short trips, but not something for a long road trip. Certainly not putting like full size grown ups mm-hmm. back there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, when you start looking though at the, the X line prestige, I wonder, you know, in 46,190, how many people go ahead and move up mm-hmm. to the, um, uh, to the next. And I, I just drew a blank. Because I want to call it the Sportage, and it's not. And it's not the Palisade. It's oh, the um, Telluride. 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 Yeah, I wonder how many people move up to the Telluride, because they're like, if I'm paying right around 50 k I might as well move up to the next size. I don't. What do you think? Well, I think two things. One, can you even get a Telluride? And two, two um, you'd have to look at the whole thing. you got to look at pricing. But, I mean, what's your payments, insurance? Fuel mileage. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I agree. There's there's a lot of things to consider. I just know that a lot of people, I think, you know, look at, okay, if I'm at 46000 Yeah. You know, if, if I'm getting close. But like you said, availability. I mean, last I checked, mm-hmm. I don't know what things are like in your market, but it's about a 12-month waiting period yeah. for a tell you right here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy, and you know, and it's still the same thing as parts and pieces, and you know, so, and it's a super popular car, and, and it's so funny too, because you put its brother up against it, the Hyundai Palisade. Yeah, sales aren't even close. No, they're not, and and I don't, I, I I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, I me say, too. You know, like you said, parts and pieces. I mean, Kia and Hyundai kill it with the features on their vehicles. Like, this has got, you know, the, the 12.3-inch instrument panel, the 10 and 10.25-inch touchscreen, but also eight USB ports. Eight. That's, you know, you figure that's even a lot. if you're using the three rows, right, even if you're using three rows, that's more than one per person. Yeah. Um, you know, 100%. They uh, rolled the dice, like a 12-sided dice, and it landed on eight. They're like, that's how many USB chargers we're going to put. Is that how they came up with that? I like that. Just jumps uh, uh, right yeah. in. I mean, he might be right. Or it's like, okay, wait, my kid's got a Kindle Fire for reading. My kid's got a phone. I mean, heck, here in uh, Texas, um, kids aren't carrying books anymore. They're carrying iPads. So, yeah. I mean, it's a good thing. I'm yeah. not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that, like, that adds to the, uh, to the uh, availability. Well, you know? and since they had to beef up the elect. elect- electrical on these cars to compensate for computers and and all that they probably looked at the usb port as well we don't need to do anything to the electrics we got enough power here to power somebody's house up if we you know put the right plug in and i think it's just a side bonus and they something they can brag on hey we got eight and now you got this new one coming out how many of those were in there or is that combined that little bitty port Um. Uh, oh, you know what? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah. You're talking about the USB C, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Don't you love it when you get in a text? Uh, your cell phone is fully paid for, and if you would like to move up, <laughs> and sure enough, it's iPhone 15 Pro. So they're trying to get me to buy the Pro, which I now have to throw away my old cables because it doesn't use uh, the same cables. So. I know. I know. It's always something. It's always something. Well, Brian's not on, so he can't yell at us. But we'll go ahead and take a small break. And then when we come back, what are we going to talk about? 
the Grand Wagoneer. It's grand. I know. Very grand. <laughs> it is so grand. Right here on <laughs> FM 961-1170, The Answer. Folks, welcome back to the You Ought to Know Show. FM 961-1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by South Bay Auto House. Got a Mercedes-Benz that you need uh, work on. When you want to give an independent a shot, well, you couldn't get a better one than South Bay Auto House, Mercedes-Benz, service and repair. Uh, you can easily find them down at 310 Trosdale Street. They've got plenty of technicians. they got parts on hand. They've got masters. Over 25 years' experience. In fact, you're even trading your Mercedes in. Well, I want to give them a crack. They may buy it and give you more money than the dealer. But if you're looking for good, quality, honest service, that's South Bay Auto House Mercedes Benz Service and Repair. Talk to Gary and Rick. Tell me you heard it right here on KCBQ AM 1170. And a big shout-out to Express Auto Service right there in La Mesa. Dave and Connie have been working on my personal vehicles for longer than I care to admit. Uh, they're absolutely amazing. Uh, prices are reasonable. Uh, very attentive to all your service needs. So definitely go to ExpressAutoServiceLaMesa.com. ExpressAutoServiceLaMesa.com. Tell them 619-463-1484. Tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ. All right. Kristen Barclay is going to be sitting in for Brian Armstead. He's at a press event. And we're going to talk about the Wagoneer. Now, is it the Wagoneer or the Grand Wagoneer? No, I was in the Grand Wagoneer. Yeah. It, is, it is grand. It is <laughs> Who helped so you grand. park it? Oh, whatever. I can drive and park by myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's a pretty good-sized vehicle, young lady. Let me tell you. You almost need a ground it, it guide. Is. You almost need a ground no, guide. This wasn't the L. This wasn't the L. Oh, okay. Longer. Um, but, yeah, I mean... So I had the white one, and normally, you know, when I do these reviews, I don't really talk about the color. You sometimes ask, but this was white with the Obsidian package. So mm. blacked out accents, exterior. I mean, it looked like a stormtrooper. That's what I called it the week I had it. I was like, I'm driving a stormtrooper. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Mackenzie was kind of te- teasing me. My team was like, you're large and in charge. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it just it has that, like, imposing yet sporty um, – look about it you get in the inside and i mean this is the closest thing to a yacht mm-hmm. um that, that you can drive on land it doesn't handle like a yacht it handles amazing um but i mean the luxury is just everywhere which is a good thing because when you see the price tag um you know you you, you realize that you are driving a luxury vehicle that's exactly right i've had a lot of friends that have been interested and you know so the week i had it, a lot of people asking questions and Everything was all good and well until they said, well, how much is it? And I said, well, it's, it's 114180 And, you know, uh, they, what? It's what? Before uh, tax and license, if you're in California. Right. Yes, yes. But, I mean, goodness, what an amazing vehicle. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's got the Hurricane engine, as, uh, as Jeep or Stellantis refers to it. It's, it's a twin-turbo 510 horsepower, 500 pounds feet of torque, which sounds like a lot, but when you're looking at a vehicle that's, what, almost 7,000 pounds? Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it, it accelerates well. It's got this air suspension, which is gold. I mean, it's it's you're not floaty. You remember, like, years ago when the Lincoln Town Car came out, mm-hmm. you drive it, you kind of felt floaty. Right. Um, that's what I thought of initially when, when um, Stellantis rolled out the, the air suspension in their trucks and other vehicles. I thought, oh, this thing's going to kind of feel like it's you're just floaty but out of control no it's it's just refined mm-hmm. um it helps with the fuel economy although not too much when you're in a vehicle this size um cool refrigerator built in the center console which is not a new concept but Mm-mm. this thing gets cold fast yeah and you know what i told myself ah it's gimmicky it's gay. who needs a refrigerator in the center console well let me tell you with the triple degree temps we've had mm-hmm. you can't carry a drink with you like in a bottle you know not in a one of those super fancy insulated cups but if you just have a regular bottle forget it it's warm within you right. know 20 minutes exactly. so it's kind of nice to have um i think one of my favorite features is the 20-way seats the fact that they heat they cool they massage 
And the only thing they don't do is drive for you or get you a drink, but, you know, <laughs> who needs that? Um, the third row, the seats reclined. Did you know that? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So, I mean, if you wanted to take a nap or put a little kid back there, if you're at a you know, picnic or a ball ball game or something. Long road trip. Long road or a long, trip, right? yeah, yeah, long road trip. Did you look at this as Stellantis uh, uh, Suburban slash Expedition? Yeah, kind of. I didn't even think about it, to be honest with you, until just now. Because I'm thinking, what? wow, this must be their their uh, introduction to that that class it's more though kind of cadillac escalade just because of yeah the, yeah you know, yeah the, the luxury but I, I know what you're saying size wise and competition wise i mean it's got they say best in class cargo i think it does have more cargo space behind the third row mm-hmm. um than a vehicle in the same class um it's got this one had the rear infotainment screen, and so I didn't count the USB ports in it, but it had seven screens. I did count the screens. Um, that's crazy. That's a lot. That's a yeah. That's a lot. Um, you know, here's the other cool thing is while I wouldn't call it a hardcore off road vehicle like you think of of the Jeep brand, mm-hmm. you certainly it has still has capability. I mean, it has ten inches ground clearance, and it can ford up to two feet of water. Wow. Now. You can, you and I can sit here and, you know, maybe several years ago we'd go, who's going to do that in this vehicle? Well, let me tell you, with the 100-year storms that we've seen, yeah. we're now not talking we're driving it through a stream or a creek. We're now talking it could be your suburban neighborhood with yeah. some of the storms that we're hitting. Yeah, that's so the I, truth. I think it's important, right? I think it's, you know. I, I think it was reality. a smart introduction into a market that they really haven't been in. Name me another vehicle this size that's in that market. I, I can't think of one. Right, right. Because, you know, the Durango is a great size, but it's not this not size. Not that size, right? yeah. And no, then if you want to go back to Ram Charger, I mean, I mean, you can look all over the map, but they've never done an excursion slash expedition slash suburban size vehicle, which is just well, and they, hard to believe. They've. They've nailed it. I mean, it's, it's yes. really, and, you know, I think a lot of people were looking forward to the Wagoneer returning, um, you know, yeah. and it, there was, there were high expectations. And so I, I was prepared to be disappointed and it's quite the opposite. This is just an all around impressive vehicle. Um, gas mileage, you know, it's a large vehicle. Yeah. You're going to pay at the pump. I mean, it's, yeah. it's rated for 20 highway, 14 city, 17 combined. Um, I wasn't hypermiling. I want to say I got like 16. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, heck, Dave, if you had it and you were hypermiling, you, you'd probably do way better. Yeah, maybe 18. You know, because, I mean, because now these cars are getting so good at, at hitting their number. I mean, it's Wait, it's crazy. It is. This is this is like a Raptor. You don't buy a vehicle right. size, right? And worry about the fuel economy, right? Yeah, if you're going to worry worry about fuel economy, then that's not the vehicle. You buy that vehicle because you need it to tow, haul kids because it's got a pretty good tow rate, if I remember correctly. Yeah, kids, family, road yeah. trips. I it, mean, this is this is great for somebody that's already that's got multiple. You know, maybe you got four kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Perfect vehicle. Um, you know, the, the thing that I want to remind people of is, like you said, it's large. This isn't the L, but it's still large. When you look at the height and you look at the length, if you're buying it and you're going to need to garage it for any reason, <laughs> make sure it fits in your garage before you pay for it, bring it home, and make it yours. Yeah, take that thing home and tell the dealer, let me just stuff it and see if it fits. And oh, they will. I, I don't know and they you, will. We have bad storms out here. We get, you know, a lot of hail. We just had one last week. Oh, wow. I can't imagine paying 100K for a vehicle <sighs> and it not death. sitting in my garage when a storm like that's headed my way. Yeah, yeah, because that, that hail you have does major damage. Oof. Yeah, baseball size. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's – it'd be interesting to sit down with him and say, okay – Great vehicle, love it. Why so long? Why did you wait so long? And I'd be interested as how they would justify it because, to me, you know, there's still Ford people, there's still GM people, and there's still Stellantis people. But you, everybody gives them what the consumer wants, except Stellantis. It's just kind of strange. 
Yeah, and, you know, some of it may be the fact that, like, in the last several years, the demand for bigger, bigger, bigger has just increased. Um, You know, for a while, everything was, like, right size, right size, right size. Remember? I mean, you know. So could be you know they waited till the market was ready for it. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. Well, you know they I, went. They I got almost cried when they picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, and they started with the minivan. Nobody else did a minivan like they did a minivan, and they just carried it so far, then stopped. So, but whatever. If you go out, folks, the best thing that Kristen and I can advise you is just go get behind the wheel and take it for a drive and see if it fits your lifestyle and your needs. Because I think Absolutely. it's a, it's a it's a real good show. Now you got you still have three choices, you know, so you can go look at the big three and see what uh, you know what what you're able to, able to do with it. Um, how was your ground clearance as far as loading stuff in the back, groceries, those you know, types of things? Because it has the air suspension, you know, you can lower it to, right. to make the load floor lower. I had absolutely no issues, and it's funny that you mentioned it because the week that I had it, you know, I, I did like a big Costco run or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm, I love that air suspension and the fact that you can lower the vehicle for luggage. Right. Because oh, yeah. putting a suitcase, you know, they're always heavy, and to get them that right. high. Yeah, and, and I, I had a friend who actually wants to buy one that just happened to be staying with us the week we had it. Mm-hmm. And she, she kept going, okay, I've got more questions about it. But <laughs> can I ask you while we're sitting in it? Because she wanted to use the massaging seat. Oops. Um. And it also has the adjustable paddle. My friend is pretty short. I think she's like 5'2". Yeah. Um, and so I was pointing that out to her. But she was saying that she was so impressed because she said, you know, I might would lower it to, you know, let's say load dog crates in and out. She said, and then I might would forget to bring it back up. Mm-hmm. So she was impressed that it automatically right. does the height for the aerodynamics. Um, and, you know, something I probably just take for granted. It also has night vision, which I never used. Um, oh, like, really? I don't go that much places at night yeah but it, it does have that uh that option as well yeah no i mean it's easier to say what it doesn't have and i can't think right. of anything it doesn't have i mean it's just it re- come with a nanny or a chauffeur <laughs> or a cook has pretty much everything else don't forget the cook, cook yeah. Got, gotta have the cook <laughs> well that was fun how do people uh, do you post any of these interviews anywhere uh, you know what? No, because you've got it covered. You're on all the uh, oh, okay. uh, Well, I mean, you ought to put you know? it, since, since uh, your newspaper is now uh, online, you ought to put it. post them there. That's a good point. Yeah, and then, we'll, and then we'll promote it, and that way people don't get a chance to listen. Or you can actually put a little ad in the paper and just say, hey, if you want to hear the latest, greatest car reviews, you know, click here online. Then we will get that taken care of. Yeah, and then you can actually sell maybe commercials around it. You know, somebody sponsors that particular page because you've got enough interviews, dude, to last you a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, thanks for letting me hang out with you guys today. I enjoyed it. Go yep. easy on Brittany. Be nice to her and Brendan, I and I will. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. All right, kiddo, you be safe and uh, stay out of that two-inch water. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Dave. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on the You Ought to Know Show, FM 961 1170 The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to the You Ought to Know Show, FM 961 AM 1170 The Answer. This show is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. 800-540-2149. Get in the 21st century with self-checkout, especially if you own a business. All right, this segment is brought to you by Collision Dock, right up there at Kearney Mesa. It went from a full-blown body shop to a or a bumper dock to Collision Dock, which is awesome. You can't get it any better than that. All right, go to collisiondock.com. All the insurance companies love them. All right, this is an interview I did with Ryan Turek, or as they like to call him at the track, Ryan Hampshire Turek, or the Turk. Um, I had a Corolla GR, and I wanted it really, really bad. And Toyota said I couldn't have it because they're going to donate it to the drift team. So I said, would you have a drift driver I could talk to? (laughs) So that's who you're talking to. Take a listen. All right. Hey, have I got a great interview for you folks. Uh, You know, I had that Toyota Corolla GR. I wanted it so bad I couldn't stand it. But Toyota said they're going to give it to some drift team. Well, guess what? I think I got the guy that's going to get it. It's the Hampshire <laughs> or Turk. 
how well you know him. It's Ryan Turkey is a, wow, kid's been just slamming, drifting. He's been doing everything I've always wanted to do. Now he's driving for the Papadakis Racing Toyota team. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great today. Thank you. So uh, it sounds like your path has been pretty much what you've expected, and you've been extremely successful of what you've done. Yeah, it's been it's been a great twenty twenty something years in the sport. You know, I uh, when I first started, I never knew where it was going to take me. I just had a passion for um, doing burnouts at high rates of speed, and or and or called drifting. And my skills kind of progressed as a sport progressed into a professional series and has flourished here in the U.S. And it's been a, it's been a phenomenal a journey that has taken me all across the world these last uh, 20 years. Right, exactly. I mean, and, and to hook up with Toyota and for them to see your talent is really a plus. Because, you know, there's lots of guys and girls out there that have talent. It's just are they going to get recognized by a company like Toyota. So congratulations to you on that. Uh, and I understand you've got some YouTube series like Turk, T-U-E-R-C-K hyphen D, uh, a, a Ferrari engine swap. Did you put it Ferrari engine? Not in a Toyota 86. I did, yeah. I put the, uh, the 458 Italia engine in an 86 chassis um, just because I wanted a, a, one of those exotic sounds and I, uh, to this day, I wish it w- ended up being the Lexus LFA engine, but uh, that wasn't available at the time. So uh, we did the next best thing, I think, which is that that beautiful uh, Ferrari 458 motor. Did you keep it? You still got it? I still have it, yeah. It's still sitting at home. It doesn't get worked on as much these days, but it will pop out of the garage and, um, you know, throw a bit of wax on it, keep it clean and fire up a couple burnouts and donuts before I put it back away. All right, I'm going to tell you, as your grandfather would tell you, don't sell the car. <laughs> well, regret. what cars should I sell, though? None of them. What, are you crazy? No, you, anything, you, you could talk to 100 people, and every one of them has got a story as to why they should have never sold their car. You know what I mean? I hear, I hear you. I, I definitely don't want to, and I don't need to, so there's no plan now or in the future to sell any of the cars I've built so far. All right. Well, so you're a builder slash driver. Which which is the most of your passion, or is it all pretty much the same? I, I think, uh, you know, in my early years, it was all about driving. I didn't really want – I only worked on my cars because I had to do the maintenance on them. Right. Uh, but. You know, and I never really enjoyed that process. I always just wanted to drive to get better. And now that I'm with the Papadakis team and they kind of handle the pro competition side of things, I'm I'm more able to get my hands dirty doing these higher-level builds uh, with Toyota and my sponsor, Mobile One, and being able to take a, you know, strip, come up with a great idea, and then put it on paper and then just start getting to work and put, pulling a chassis completely apart and restoring the thing all the way to the finish. Um, and it's something absolutely beautiful and super fun to drive. And uh, I've been enjoying that process because it's a little bit different now for me since I'm a little older. I can appreciate kind of bringing something to life from scratch, so to speak, and having these ideas and, and being, being able to fulfill them um, a year, a year and a half down the road when I actually hit the track and, and, and getting that enjoyment out of it. But wouldn't you say for future guys and girls out there, working on it from the ground up makes you a better driver because you can communicate better with your crew chief as to what you're looking for when you're on the track? Uh, 100%. If you understand the fundamentals of the race of a race car or a car in general, and you kind of, it gives you much better dialogue with your crew chief and a much better understanding of, of what you're feeling. And then you can give the proper feedback to set the car up properly. And it cuts, cuts the time in half or even more. So, you know, it's all about that, that feedback and experience level of what you feel on the track that you need to tell your crew chief in order to, get the car set up right i always think of days of thunder when tom cruise tells uh what's his face he goes 
I don't even know what you're talking about when they were talking about it. <laughs> and that line in the whole movie stuck with me probably probably more than anything. So now what series are you running with the Papadakis Racing Toyota team? We're competing in the Formula Drift Series, which is an eight-round championship here in the U.S. All right. And what is this about a Toyota Stout? You weren't even born when the Stout came out. I <laughs> not even, not, not even, even close. close. So what'd you do with that? I just have to ask. Yeah, so we took the. It's a 1966 Toyota Stout, um, and I found a pretty clean one. Which, uh, well, actually, the body wasn't clean, unfortunately, but the chassis and everything was had no rust on it. It was semi restored with a lot of Bondo, but uh, we ended up fixing all that in the end. But um, I hate to say it, since there's not many of them left, we actually only end up using the body and the cab, and everything okay. else was uh, custom built. So it was a custom built tube chassis frame with double AR uh, suspension front and rear for drifting, and oh. uh, we end up using, uh, which you'll know about, the 3S GTE motor that comes in a lot of the MR2s and some of the Celica all tracks. <laughs> and you and you kept it right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and we drifted. It's uh, it actually just hit the tracks for its debut about a month ago, and I'm uh, prepping to the thing today to actually hit the track tomorrow down in uh, Raceway Park, New Jersey. So, it's a uh, it's a super fun lightweight vehicle that has uh, it just just so much so much fun, and it's so fast in drift because yeah. of how, uh, how how you know weight uh, what the weight of it is and torquiness. I mean, trust me. Well, I don't know if you ever follow good guys, but they put an autocross at every one of their events, and I'll bet you that truck would totally kick butt at any because it's a real short course, uh, you know, basically a, a Jim Canna slash rally, and I think that stout would be awesome if you, you could hang out at a couple of good guys. I think you're right. It's it's definitely very very nimble, like. When we barely even threw a setup on the car and straight off the trailer uh, on a first test session, it was instantly extremely comfortable, extremely nimble, and just you really felt planted and like you're getting a lot of feedback uh, in in the in the driver's seat. So I think it probably would do very well. Being a smaller, short shorter wheelbase uh, mini truck, essentially as well. Yeah, well, without a doubt. Now, if people wanted to follow you on social media, I'm sure all they've got to do is just put your name in and you'll pop up? Yep, yep. Everything I have is just at and then my name. So at Ryan Turk uh, for YouTube and the, the slew of other social um, platforms. All right. Now, you're going to find this hard to believe, but I do a racer radio show here in, in San Diego, and I do a lot of support of young kids, 6, 8, 9, 10, as well as drivers like you and NHRA. But my co-host, Brittany Sandoval, and I, we have this unique ability that when you call and we air your show, the next race you run, you'll win. 96 I, 96 I, I love the sound of that. So I'm really glad that we called because our next race is uh, not, not this weekend, but the following, and it's the finals at Irwindale Speedway for a Formula Drift. So to get a win there would be pretty epic. All right, well, if you win, you got to get a hold of Hannah, and we got to do a follow-up interview. Because, and I've got drivers that are doing this already. They'll win, and they call me the very next weekend, and they try to get in on the radio, which I'll be more <laughs> to help you out. All right. Well, if I win, I'm definitely calling no matter what. No matter what it takes, I'm getting back on the show. <laughs> I figured you would. Hey, throw your uh, sponsors out there. Who's uh, helping you stay on the track? Yeah, big thank you to Toyota, Toyota Motorsports, Mobile One, Rockstar Energy, Nitto Tires, Super Tech Valve Trains, and uh, everybody else out there. The Papadakis Racing Crew, my crew chief, Brian Hartsock, and the rest of our team, uh, Nick Byatt and Dominic Vero. Uh, big thanks, guys, and I'll see you all next week. All right, brother. Take care, be safe, and we'll talk to you down the road. Thank you. All right, folks. I don't know. Was that guy a great? You got to listen to that. I'll send that to you. Brittany. Yes, sir. 
And it's a, it's a really cool Ricky Racer show. Uh, who'd you got coming in next? Ooh, Go Fast Girls. Go Fast Girls. For the founders and the head of marketing and Go Fast Girls. Right. Are you part of that now? I, um, I think I resonate with it. You could be. I absolutely resonate with it. We were talking about that until, until you came in and said, stop talking. You threw me out of my <laughs> own green room. I enjoy the guests, you know. But you know, you did it just like a school teacher. And you notice I turned around and I walked right you know, away. As a school teacher, I wouldn't have said anything. I would have simply given you the look. Oh, I, oh <laughs> as long as you don't call me David Roy. I do out occasion. I know. And I hate that. But, it, but it, it, it fits. It fits. All right. Well, we'll introduce these lovely ladies. And, and the, the big guy, as soon as we get back, right here on FM Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 